If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that I'm going to say a little bit too much. This is Oversharing with me, Erica Shea. Oh my gosh, it's so good to be back. Thank you so much for being here. I know that I kind of disappeared for a week. To be honest, you might be like, oh, it's because, you know, the last episode was really sad and heavy, which it was. And that was a piece of why there was no episode last week. But the the real reason is that I went to Harry Styles on Halloween night. And I just never ended up recording an episode because I drove to LA after work on Monday, which was Halloween, and then went to Harry Styles and drove home to San Diego that night because I had to go to work at 5 a.m. the next day. So therefore, I think I slept for, no, I slept for three hours and then went to work and then came home and slept. And by the time, like by the time the week really took off like that, there was just, there was no going back. So thank you for being back here today. And I also just want to say thank you so much for all the kind messages. And I know I said, don't reach out. And a lot of you still did. And I'm not mad at you for that at all. But thank you for, you know, all the good, nice messages. And also just, I feel like really supported and like, I got some good advice from some of you and like, you just understand and you were thankful that I was honest and vulnerable. And that is the entire reason I do any of this. Like if I made one peep, if I made one person, feel less alone in what they're going through, then it was all worth it to share. So um, I'm glad that's a little off my chest now too. And I feel like we can talk about everything now so openly and I'm not hiding it. Um, This week has been really interesting. This weekend was my 10-year high school reunion, which was delayed a year because of COVID. So really, it was like our 11-year high school reunion. And I went with a ton of my girlfriends and a bunch of our guy friends from high school came. And it was such... There's two pieces of it. It was so freaking nice to see all the people from high school that I don't keep up with anymore. Um, And it was just... What I love so much about that is, first of all, like you walk in and you remember people immediately. Um, it's like the faces are so familiar and you just, it's like the time when small talk is actually kind of nice. Cause you genuinely are like, what have you been up to the last 10 years? Uh, so many of these people I just hadn't seen in a really long time and it just felt good to like catch up with people with the same growing up experience as you, you know? Um, and another thing is I loved how much I looked around and it wasn't like everyone was just sticking in their clicks from high school. I really felt like you could look around and see like, oh, that random girl that you were kind of friends with in English class is talking to the, you know, quarterback of the football team and the the jocks are talking to the theater kids and, you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, and it reminds me that like none of that really matters. <laughs> like, I hope that we can just continue to remind people and remind like the younger generation that being cool doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) Like it just doesn't. And I wouldn't say I was like cool in high school, but we were somewhere in the middle and it just felt so good to be like, it, it never mattered. It doesn't matter now. So many of those people that weren't quote unquote popular, which I hate that word. Like they're so successful. They're so happy. They're doing so well. And it was just so nice to see. So just a reminder that honestly, maybe that's a reminder that like literally everything we're going through right now isn't going to matter in 10 years. Um, I'm sure some of it will, but it's nice to look back and be like the things that we stressed about and worried about when we were 18, really like we all made it out. We're doing all right. And it was 
so good to catch up with so many of those people. So that was a little tidbit on that. However, the the interesting thing that came from the 10-year reunion, um, I also this weekend and last weekend had two baby showers for two of my close friends. And I've obviously come off like a really crazy run of weddings. And I would say the mix of, you know, going to the reunion and catching up with so many people and seeing where other people my age are at, as well as going through this breakup, obviously, has brought up a lot of those feelings of the timeline that we all seem to have planned out when we were way too young to even know what we wanted in our lives. Like, I remember being a little girl and being like, I want to be married at 27 and I want to have my first kid at 28. Or I was like, I want to get engaged on my 25th birthday. And looking back, I'm so glad those things didn't happen. Um, I don't think I should have been responsible for a child then or now. But we started making these timelines for ourselves at such a young age. And I that's like such a sad thing that we do. I wish we didn't do that because they follow us. Like I obviously I love my friends and I'm so happy for all of them. And it's like so exciting for them that they're having babies. I wouldn't say I would be stoked to have a baby right now. Um, but you know, and these are things that like they wanted, it's their right time, all of that. But it does bring up these weird feelings for me that like I'm behind where I should be. Right. And like that quote unquote should is what really destroys a lot of positive thinking and a lot of like positive mindset. And so I kind of want to like tackle that. I know I've done an episode on comparison before, and this is kind of a continuation of that because it is about comparing myself to other people my age, to my close friends who are married and having babies and buying homes and thinking about like just way bigger future things than like, where am I going to be for Christmas? Because like, that's where I'm at. I'm thinking about getting to the end of the year and they're thinking about like, I'm going to birth a child and um, the next 18 years I am financially <laughs> and like legally responsible for it. And again, those are great things for them and not necessarily for me, but it does become kind of this scary thing for me to be like, I'm so, I not only feel like I'm like, back at a starting point, right? Like I'm not like back to zero. I feel like I'm back to like negative five in terms of like the scale of getting to that point. Because not only is it like, oh, I'm single. It's like, oh, I'm single. And I'm really processing a lot of what just happened. And I'm processing a lot of what I want now. And I'm having to start to picture a future again that I I didn't think I was going to have to picture a future without the person I was with. It's hard like to then be talking to all these people or watching, you know, these huge life events happen for people and to be like, I'm literally not even at zero. I'm not even at the point where I can really date right now. I'm at the point where I have to go back and like heal. And then I can start to think about dating. And then I'm probably gonna have to go on a lot of bad dates. And then I'm gonna have to like kiss a couple guys who suck. And then maybe I'll find someone. And, and I know that like that, that I, look at, I just put a timeline on that and we don't even know what could happen. Like in, three months, I could be in a totally different place. Like we don't know. Um, I think three months is a little soon for me to be assuming that, but the timeline thing is just so hard on us because then when it doesn't happen, how we hoped, like, I mean, I don't think at 25, I was all that worried that I wasn't engaged yet, but the fact that young Erica put that into the universe and was like, get engaged at 25, get married at 27, have, or have babies at 27. I don't remember which it was. There is this like underlying disappointment when you don't meet those things. And then it's really amplified when 
you know, I was literally looking around like, oh my gosh, I am nearing 30. I feel like I'm backwards on the scale of like where I'm at and how I'm going to get to the place I want and how I'm ever going to catch up. You know, there is that feeling of needing to catch up to friends. And I stayed out till the bar closed last night and like, what am I doing? Um, so first of all, I just want to say like, don't let the timeline rule your life. And there are, there are days where it sucks. And there are days when you're like, why am I so behind? Why am I not in the same place as them? What am I doing wrong? Right? Like I completely understand that. And this episode is as much for me as it is for you. But I talked about a lot of this in therapy today. And it was so, I feel like a huge weight lifted off my shoulders having that conversation and being like, I feel, it feels so overwhelming to be quote unquote behind. And she's like, you're not, I mean, you're not behind, but she gets it. Um, and there is some more like very practical advice coming, I promise. But I think first of all, like it's okay when you have those days, but then you almost have to backtrack and be like, are you even ready for kids? Are you even ready for marriage? If it were to come along, like what is it that you're so upset about that other people are doing that you're not doing? And it's tricky because it's like, I I don't want kids right now, but I want them sooner than later. Again, I'm turning 30. So how much time do I have? I don't know. And to be at negative five on the scale of being ready for that, it feels a little overwhelming that I'm like, so how am I going to get to the, you know, from A to B to C right now? If I feel so just like not ready, but I know that's what I want in the future. So that's all overwhelming. But one of my best friends was telling me like one of the biggest things to remember is what do I actually, what kind of life did I want and do I still want? And does that life align with being married and having babies right now? No, my life has always been a little bit different than a lot of people I grew up with. And that's totally fine. Like they're still literally my best friends. I'm not putting that down at all, but I was the one who moved like across the country and I was the one who has moved around since graduating college and doing those things on my own, like without a partner and without taking anyone else into consideration uh, in like a positive way. Like it was all for me. It was all for what I wanted out of my career and out of my life. And of course that doesn't align with being married to someone I met in college or even earlier and being pregnant and having a baby right now. And again, I, no one should hand me a baby right now. Once again, I was at the bars until they closed on Saturday night. I don't, I don't want a baby right now. (laughs) And just kind of talking about that and thinking about the fact that like, it's okay for me to have wanted different things for my life. And therefore I'm not in the same place as everyone else. And it's also okay that I do want a partner and I want someone to share my life with and I want kids in the future. But knowing what I really truly want, like big picture, like thinking big, big picture, what I really want is yes, a partner and yes, kids someday. But it's also the career that I'm building. And it's also having those life experiences that I've had because I moved away and I did a lot of things on my own. Like I'm really proud of those things and I think I should be, but There's just like this idea of like, you can't just trade part of your life away. I think Tinks talks about this a lot. It's like, if you're going to say like, I wish I was in the same place as them, or I wish I had their life or whatever it is, it has to be a complete trade. 
it has to be, I give up everything in my life in order to have what they have. And would I give up a lot of things? Would I give up the heartache? Would I give up some things to be like in a partnership? Yeah, I probably would. But would I give up everything? My job, the city I live in, uh, the friends I have that they don't have, you know, like, would I give up those, the experiences I had in college by going to where I went? No. So it kind of puts it into perspective to think about it from that. Like the timeline sucks. The timeline sucks so freaking much. But the minute you kind of like take yourself out of it and you're like, but is the timeline even real? Other than biologically as women, the timeline is complicated. But I said out loud this weekend, and who knows if I'll believe this again in five years, but I said, if I turn 35 and there's still like no prospects, right? There's no wedding on the horizon. There's no potential father to children in my life. Then maybe I'll figure out how to do it by myself. Like it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be so black and white. It doesn't have to be, I'm alone. I can't have what I want. It can also be, I'm alone and I still really want a lifelong partner, but maybe this is just my path. And maybe I'm meant to do some of these things on my own and continue to share that with the world. And that's that, right? Like there's a reason I have this passion and it's because it would be probably really tricky if my life panned out exactly how I always hoped it would you know, on that fake timeline that we all made up in our heads as we were kids, I don't really think I would be that helpful to anyone. I don't think anyone would gain anything from listening to me go on and on about my life if I was just sitting here going, yeah, you know, I made a plan when I was seven and here we are. And that was that. So on the timeline piece, like just really, if you're feeling down on yourself for it, first of all, you could always DM me because I have really struggled with it. I struggle with it kind of off and on. And man, I'm I'm on right now. But today has really helped. And some advice that my sister has actually given me, and it was like several years ago, she always has just said, you know, based on things she's gone through, she said, don't do anything because you think it's what you're supposed to do. Like, if even if I were to have a partner right now, right? Like rushing into marriage is probably something I would be doing because I felt like I had to, because it's the right timing, because I'm turning 30. Like don't ever rush into something because it feels like the pressure of society and the pressure of the people around you are saying that's what you should do or even hinting that's what you should do. I catch myself a lot asking people like, oh, when do you think you'll get engaged? When do you think you'll have babies? Because we shouldn't ask people that anymore, especially because we don't really ask men that. So stop asking your girlfriends that unless they're openly talking about, I think we want to get engaged this year, like them and their partner, or I think we're going to start trying for kids. Then, oh my gosh, have the conversation. And I understand that sometimes it, it slips out and you ask it and you feel whatever about it, but there's just more to life than forgetting to celebrate all the things that happened before the marriage and babies. And as hard as it is sometimes to be the like last man standing, it feels like, first of all, you keep your group chat interesting by being (laughs) the one who's doing life a little weird. Okay. Second of all, it's just okay. Like it's okay to not be in the exact same place. And I, all of my friends remind me that it's okay. And like, don't want me to feel behind. And obviously they understand it, but they're like, you're doing like your life is what you wanted. So much of my life right now is everything I've always wanted. It's missing some pieces. That's for sure. But you know, it's okay to be on a different path 
because someday it'll all line up. And I'm saying this from like a randomly optimistic place. If you talked to me yesterday, I would have been like, no, nothing matters. I'm just alone. (laughs) So take this with a grain of salt, please. As far as the timeline when going through a breakup, this is some really good practical advice from my therapist. Don't let the fear of losing your chance at finding love, it being too late to have kids, all of that. Don't let that fear be compounded and snowballed with the grief that you're experiencing because you need to grieve like a breakup. You you can't fast forward. You can't pretend it's not happening. You really have to just process it and grieve it. But the minute that you add this whole other piece to it, like I have been doing, which is, but I thought he was the one. I thought we'd get married. I thought we'd have babies. And now I'm back to negative five. You know, that thing that I've been doing. It's not helpful. It's only making the grief feel worse when the grief is manageable. We've probably all gone through and gotten through breakups before. I know I have at times that I didn't think I would ever, ever find someone else to love again. I've gotten through it. So the minute that she and I, like my therapist said, like, don't let those snowball together. I was like, oh my gosh, that is such a useful and helpful tip for me to. So if you're sitting in sadness or like something comes up and you feel really sad, all you have to do is talk to yourself and be like, what is truly the grief and what is the timeline? And what is, and then decide which one is actually stressing you out more in that moment and deal with that. Um, for me right now, I'm probably going to try to deal with the grief a lot more than the timeline. Like put the timeline on the back burner while you process what's happening with, you know, having lost someone that you really cared about. And in the same, you know, world right there, it's a really similar piece of advice, but it's so crazy to me that I didn't think of it this way before. I was also experiencing quite a bit of negative self-talk in the last couple of weeks, just kind of like, I truly have felt like it's hard to love me. And that's why I'm still single and, you know, why I'm having a hard time when I think I found my person. I, I'm i wrong, apparently. And we were kind of talking about that. And she's like, OK, but you can't let you can't let yourself put those two together. The grief of the breakup and this belief that you have now created about yourself that it's hard to love you. Like that's something to also process very differently because the reality like it's not true and it only feels true when you put it together with like the grief that you're experiencing. So I don't know if this is helpful at all, but like the negative self-talk that we all do find and have to work through during breakups, I think it's important to actually separate like these beliefs you're creating about yourself, which like for me is like, I'm hard to love. I'm never going to find someone. I'm always going to have to do things on my own. Like those things are actually separate than the pain of losing someone. I guess that's the best way I can explain it. Like the things that are like future tripping. Here we go. The things that are future tripping. I'm never going to find someone. I'm always going to be alone. I'm always going to be this way. You know, I'm never going to have the kids. I'm never going to catch up to my friends. Those things are all like worrying about the future and not really thinking about what you're processing now as someone who is having to deal with losing someone they love. Clearly like the more... Well, I guess you can decide which one is like a bigger threat to your happiness at this moment. For me, it's the sadness and the sadness of missing my ex and the sadness of no longer getting to do the things that we had had planned, you know, for the rest of this year and the sadness of being alone on weekends that we had like thought we would see each other. So like that's what I need to process today and what I'm going to be processing for a little while. But those weird, actually, they're not weird. They're incredibly normal. 
those thoughts, those like very intrusive thoughts about, you know, what's wrong with you, that stuff needs to be handled completely separate from a breakup. And it's something I'm going to be working a lot on. And I hope that maybe in, you know, the coming months, I'll have some more advice on dealing with these beliefs we make about ourselves that are based on really nothing, but just separate them. And, and like, really, you have to like sit yourself down and be like, okay, which thing should we deal with right now? Because dealing with them together is actually not productive for, for either thing. And yeah, I think that that little moment in therapy kind of changed everything for me. And I think that's why I feel optimistic and and lighter. Just knowing to like separate whatever it is that's compounding with the grief and sadness, I think is going to be a really big game changer. So I hope this all resonated with you guys. And also if you happen to be going through a breakup right now as well, Tinks just put out a really, really good podcast about breakups and about how to actively like pull yourself out of them. And she talked about how um, the shared human experience of going through a breakup, like the pain that we feel is beautiful. Tinks, I could not agree less. <laughs> I wish no one in my life ever had to feel this pain. But I think the piece that is beautiful is like being open to love and like having experienced love. And yes, it sucks to lose it, but like it's, it is beautiful that love exists I guess and we can feel so deeply and when it gets taken away it hurts so fucking bad but it is a wild world out there I don't know what I'm saying about that but lastly I just want to remind you because I think that the problem with these timelines that we've made up and the problem with comparing ourselves to our friends and comparing ourselves to the people we see around our age is that anytime you feel different, you feel very othered and you feel like there must be something wrong with you. I was totally feeling that, like no doubt at all. But my therapist today was like, have you ever thought about how it's possible that the things that make you different from all these people in your life are actually the things that other people are drawn to? And I wouldn't necessarily say I'm like all that different from the girls I'm friends with from home. So I don't I don't want you to be like, oh, wow, why is she even friends with them? Like, no, we're all very similar. We have very similar values and things. But what I wanted out of my life ever since I was younger um, with the career I chose has always been pretty different. And I do think that my ability to open up with people, my ability to do things like this, to really lay my heart out here on the line, guys, that is something that people are drawn to. And it is a beautiful thing. And it is like something that I really value about myself. But when I'm only talking to me, it, I sometimes see it as a negative that like, oh, I share too much and oh, I'm, I'm different and oh, I, you know, I have no mystery to me and every man wants to date a girl with mystery. Like, what about all the guys who have dated me thus far? They didn't last, but I wouldn't say that's because of my lack of being mysterious. So um, I just want to remind you that it's, it's very beautiful to be a little bit different. And I hope that you all have something that makes you really unique from the people in your life. Or, I mean, we all do. That's the thing. It's like, it can feel isolating to be like, I'm different, but like everyone's different. No two people are just clones of each other. And if they are, that's boring. You know, the people in your life who love you, love you no matter how different you are from them and no matter what your timeline looks like and no matter what you accomplish. So just do the things you want, figure out the life you want and make decisions from that place of knowing what you want in the future. 
All right. I'm going to wrap it up because I really just rambled on you guys, but I love you so much. And I hope that this helped anyone who's kind of feeling off the path because we all have our own paths and fuck the timeline. Sorry. Said it. Okay. Bye. I'll see you next week. Oh, and don't forget to like rate, subscribe, share with a friend, all those things. Okay. Love you. Bye.